ladies and gentlemen, now hosting the Rizzo cast, put your hands together for Steven Rizzotto. What's going on, everybody, and welcome. This is episode number 121 of RizzoCast. I'm Steven Rizzotto, and today we are joined by a very special guest. It is none other than Gar Rhinus, and you know him as the batting stance guy. So he joins the show, and Gar, what's going on? Welcome. How you doing? Thrilled to be talking with someone from Pacifica, California. <laughs> just a thrill to be nominated. And repping your, uh, this is as close as I get to any San Francisco state paraphernalia. Yeah, there you go. No, I, I like it. I love the colors, of course. Um, did you grow up a Giants fan? Because I know we're going to get into it in just a second. And you, you're a Bay Area guy. Were you a Giants or A's guy? I mean, did you have any allegiance anywhere? Yeah, so back then, uh, I I love, for some reason, the Minnesota Twins. They were my first real, like, um, I'd say, like, fourth, fifth, sixth grade love. I actually, weirdly, because of an old San Francisco Giant name, Chris Spire, back in the day, my mom went to high school with he and his brother. And so I I don't remember Spire on the Giants in the 70s when he was on, like, the cover of Sports Illustrated and was an all-star. Um then he got traded to the Expos. So I, I really loved the Expos first. And then when Spire started kind of getting moving or moved around, I would kind of move to whatever team he went to. And so um, when he went to the Twins, I fell in love with the Kent Herbeck Twins. And so for some reason, I like like the Twins. And back then, before you were born, Stephen, <laughs> um, before the Twins and the A's were in the same division, because there was only ALS and AL East. So I hated the A's because they – would always knock out the twins. And so, yes, the Giants locally, I liked the Giants locally. And then not the A's, even though I went to more A's games. And now I look back at the A's kind of fondly. But but at the time, they were just better than the twins, which was a bummer. But yeah, yeah the, I, Giants, the Giants were the team that I, like, I know who the crazy crab is. And th- there were some bad, dark, lean years in the late 70s, early 80s. I mean, it was... Go look at some of the attendance numbers from Candlestick Park in like the late 70s, early 80s. I mean, we're talking like not 3 million, not 2 million fans, not one like 590,000. <laughs> I swear it's like a like a home, like a like a weekend series now is like what the whole season was for the Giants. Yeah. So like what usually Vanderbilt gets in a season, maybe. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I had to ask. I think I remember reading that in your book, which we'll we'll get to too. So, um, I was gonna start with you know this is Thanksgiving week and you know all the food happening and the holiday season going on and um, I always see see Thanksgiving as kind of the start of the holiday season. I don't care about you know Halloween that much, but you know Thanksgiving coming up. What are your plans? What's for dinner? Most importantly, well, what's for dinner is the unending plate of all the normal my wife's from the south so um they sort of like thanksgiving is kind of a bigger holiday than any other so it's just the food um the turkey and the fixins i don't have a good shut off valve with mashed potatoes so that's the only thing i actually avoid around thanksgiving because i just have no shut off valve with that um so yeah I, i would say your garden variety cracker barrel uh thanksgiving meal yeah i i tend to do way too much on the finger food like and then by the time dinner comes around it's like it's end game already uh so yeah now hopefully you have a good thanksgiving and uh and everybody out there has a good thanksgiving it's definitely a a fun holiday my sister is in line in south san francisco right now for a honey baked ham that is like stretching around like a three block radius so I oh no! Is she at Costco? Is she at? Costco? I mean, I don't even know where she is. Whatever the, wherever wherever you get honey baked ham, as you can see, I I don't do a, my I don't have the face of the cook of this operation, so I just <laughs> show up and eat it. Well, if she is at Costco. There's no hope because like any even like it used to be like if you go to Costco like on a on a weekday, you're safe. And, you know, because the weekends are the, the days you want to avoid Costco. But now it's just nothing. You can't go there at all. So hopefully yeah. that she comes back with a nice turkey. 
Um, Gar, what I appreciate about you is that you're, you're just a total baseball, like nuts. You're a total, you're a baseball rat. And, you know, you love the sport as much as anyone I think I've ever had on this show. And, you know, when the season ends, I always think about the, uh, that, that one quote from Rogers Hornsby, where he said, um, you know, people ask what I do, uh, when there's no baseball, I'll tell you what I do. I sit outside the window and, and wait for spring. Is that yeah. you or do you like get into other sports too? Do you get hooked? Are you like yeah. locked in on free agency? What's what's Gar Rhinus the the sports fan like? So that's uh that's a fun question. So the timing of when you were recording this, uh two days ago, I went with my wife and the co-writer of the book, of the mm-hmm. Bagging Saints Guy book, we his daughter's a freshman at UCLA. So we went to the UCLA USC game on Saturday, which was crazy, and then Last night, I took my daughter to the um, Sunday night game of the Chiefs at the Chargers, which was wild, too. Like, two scores in the final two minutes. And so, weirdly, my oldest daughter went to college with Justin Herbert in Oregon. I I say that like they were close friends. They literally were in college at the same time at the same school. And then, weirdly, she went to the same high school as the chiefs coach, Andy Reid. So I was like, if I'm ever going to take you to an NFL game, this is the one. And so, and it was great. It was, it was super, super fun. So yeah, I, I like, um, I love the golden state warriors. That was the only team we ever had season tickets for. So uh, my dad moved to the Bay area um, and like right around when I was born. So let's just say that was in the 1973 era um, specifically. And then um, so he the Warriors went to the finals in I think 75 and 76. My dad bought season tickets in 77, and then he thought he was the curse, and we were just like total junk for 40 years. <laughs> so yeah, we went to a million run TMC, Terry Teagle, Purvis Short, like a, a your older listeners will remember some bleak years. I mean, if you if you count the Warriors in those like mid-80s years with the crazy crab giants, I mean it was if it wasn't Joe Montana, it was bleak for uh, <laughs> Bay Area. <laughs> I mean, the, the most interesting thing that would happen would be like the band would run on the field in a Cal Stanford game. Like it was, it was, uh, it was bleak. So yeah, I know. I try to, I try to see um, other sports. The, the my gimmick to keep in touch with my buddies from Syracuse. We we started in a fantasy football league like twenty five years ago, and just that's kind of the gimmick to keep in touch you know, to make trades and see how your kids are doing. So, um, yeah, fan, football, basketball, I mean, World Cup, I'll just kind of like going to a parade. I'll partake of it because, cool, why not? But I don't – I can't name a, an athlete on any of the teams. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. And and I feel like that those 80s, maybe a little bit before, that was like when Crazy George was also making a na- oh, his yeah. name as like a Bay Area icon. And he's still around, you know, in, in different places, San Jose State and – uh, at single A Giants game, San Jose Giants game, so he's all over the place. And you know, being from the Bay Area, I have to imagine. Does it feel? Does it confuse you when you're hearing? You know, you turn on ESPN, you turn on MLB Network. Does it confuse you when you hear? You know, the term Aaron Judge is coming home back to the Bay, and then you're thinking in your head, and you're like, Linden, I know where Linden is, yeah, and it's not the Bay Area. Like, is that like? Does that flash through your mind? Well, I was always, I wonder if he wears 99 because he went to Fresno State and the 99 runs through that town, like right. that yeah. freeway runs up there. So, um, yeah, well, I feel like the the Giants for a while have, have at least as if we know, but like had been <laughs> yeah. rumored to be in the splashiest deal of each of the last, I don't know, five off seasons. I mean, I, I felt like Stanton possibly was coming. There. I feel like like Bryce Harper, the, like the Giants were in the top, I don't know, three uh, in the running for that. Um, so it feels like there's been, I don't know if it's just talk or if actually the Giants are like ready to strike. And all of a sudden, could you imagine if it was like Aaron Judge and Trey Turner are all of a sudden on the, or like Verlander and DeGrom, you know, or like some, yeah. some crazy spending spree. Cause honestly, two years ago, I went to games one, four, and five of that Dodgers-Giants NLDS. 
And, and I was trying to explain it to like people that aren't super into baseball that were, you know, kind of swept up in that just how I just thought it was so crazy how good the Giants were. Didn't make any sense. I, I know, you know, you could say like, no, Buster Posey's really good. These guys had good year. The pitching, I still, I was like, this shouldn't have been the team that won the most games in Giants history. Like, I, and by the way, when they didn't even make the playoffs next year, you know, it was like, yeah, that's more like, that's what it probably should have been the year before. I was just so dumbfounded yeah. by how good that team was. So, yeah, I, I think, well, wait, wait, do you want judge on the giants? I mean, that would be, that would be a splash, but he's not the only guy that is out yeah. there that could fix, you know, whatever wounds the giant. I mean, they have problems in their bullpen. They have problems in the infield, I mean, their entire infield, I mean, you look at Brandon Belt, probably not coming back. Evan Longoria is not coming back. Brandon Crawford, like, is he still your everyday shortstop? I, there's a lot of question marks on the infield, too. And then it's just such a platoon-oriented team. And yeah. there, there's so many, like, you know, from, from a popularity perspective of fans wanting to come out to the ballpark, like, the one guy last year that stuck out, which was Jock Peterson. He's going to be back, of course. He accepted the qualifying offer. And you don't know if he's going to even play that game, you know, when you buy a ticket, because there might be a, you know, yeah. Julio Urias on the mound and he's not going to get in there against, you know, lefty. So, I mean, the game has changed so much. And um, side note, does that change your like stance? Because I know you used to do the lineups of every team. Now the platoon, like the Giants had like, what, 70 players come up last year. So, that, I mean, that's a lot. You're not going to go and mimic all 70 stamps. Maybe you will. I could be underestimating you. Like, does the platoon screw everything up? Because I feel like I used to know these teams a lot better than I do now. Well, it's not It's not new. So what will happen is, let's say the, um, you know, there'll be some 1986 Mets, uh, you know, the 30 for 30 that came out about the four-parter on New York Mets. So then, I would do the lineup from game seven and be like, Hey, you forgot. And it's like, no, no, no. Like Lenny Dykstra, Mookie Wilson were platoon, you know, yeah. like there, there were platoons back then that, that for, I don't know, like why didn't, um, why didn't this guy start versus this guy? I think in Oh one, when the diamondbacks went a long way, like Reggie Sanders had the most home runs and like, he didn't start and write game seven. Like there's, there's, there's been platoons for a long time with um, even the Dodgers would have like Kike Hernandez, playing over like somebody that had been an all-star earlier that year, you know, like, so it, it actually happened back then more than you think. It's just our memory is, is, is not. And it wasn't so like interchangeable, like the giants, you're right. I mean, truly like, okay, I know this guy is not going to face a lefty, you know, like I just, I know it. So it would be good for Aaron judge to just, just plot and you know, set him and forget him um, in the lineup. Um, my honestly, because what shifted is I went from, you know, like posting things on YouTube in 2008 or nine to teams having me come into like the clubhouse or doing like their fantasy camp or something. So I got to know all the platoons regardless, it, yeah. because usually it's, if it's for them, like I want to give a hat tip, even the last guy on the bench, like I want to like, honor the players that are on the team even if they just got called up so um either way it's just hopefully it's just more more players with quirks <laughs> or more people doing stuff like interesting that could be spoofed and that their peers would find funny yeah there you go and uh and this kind of relates a little bit i mean i read your book many years ago and um i i always think about the photo of you in I I it's been years since I've read this, but I still remember the photo of you in your house with the baseball cards spread out everywhere. Yeah, and they're all separated at the different stacks, and I like it, it brought me back. Like that was me. You know, I'd trade, I'd make lineups, I'd put them in binders, and I feel like it really made me like kind of get to know the players really well. So, how important was you know collecting baseball cards to you and and your development kind of as a baseball fan? Oh, it was. It kind of was it because my parents had these like goof well now looking back goofy rules and so we weren't allowed to watch much television um so because of that we literally had to take a three by five card and like log right above the phone near the tv um you know gar half hour different strokes like i we had to we had seven hours a week so the tv just wasn't on and i have three younger siblings 
So what happened is because they were younger, they would be like, I don't know, taking a nap or we'd have to be quiet in the house. And so I would take a bunch of baseball cards, go into the living room, like away from everyone, spread them out, and then basically play a whole game. Now, I didn't think I was like, oh, that's really what this guy looks like. But I, I was really only watching a couple like the Braves were on the Superstation. So you would get like Braves games. But I couldn't want, and then the Vince Scully and Joe Gargiola did the Saturday game of the week on NBC. And so there'd be like Dwight Gooden versus whatever, someone important. And it would be like the big game of the week, Ryan Sandberg, the Cardinals, Tommy Hurt. So I would record that. And then this week in baseball would play either before or after it based on whatever. And then, so I would just maniacally watch this week in baseball every week. So I, I knew the players from that at the very least. And then I would watch every like world series game I could, but honestly it was like playing those, like putting the baseball cards on the ground and then looking at them in it. Now I risotto from Pacifica. I did not think I was doing this then, but I think what happened was because I was looking at the cards more than I was actually watching them on TV, I would pick up things from the cards. So like, this guy would have his like shirt a little too unbuttoned. So I'd be like, all right, well, Billy Sample's like a tough guy or like, yeah, like I would pull from that. And so even to this day, like when I met Harold Reynolds with LA Network, I was doing an imitation of him and I don't remember him like swinging on TV, but I remember his card and on his card, he had the like Mark Grace, like kind of bent elbow. Now it may have been just the photo, but I locked in on the card and then would, when I did the imitation for him, I did his elbow and he came over to me afterwards and he's like, Hey, I never told you that. And I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, I have a crooked elbow. Like I can't straighten my, well, <laughs> the car, it was almost like, well, does Mark Grace have a crooked elbow? Cause certain players like Juan Gonzalez, like wouldn't straighten their elbow. You know what I mean? It was just kind of weird. They never had it like straight. It was always Bent. So a lot of that is just the card. Or if somebody looks like like this guy, Yvonne Calderon had like you could see chest hair, which was just so weird on a card. Like, don't you have an undershirt? You know? <laughs> and so the first time anyone would call out, like, when we would play stickball in the front yard, like, all right, Yvonne Calderon. And I would like stick my butt way out and like puff my chest out. Well, people that knew him, R.I.P. Yvonne Calderon, they're like, ah, that's it. Well, I don't even know if he was a righty or a lefty, <laughs> but <laughs> But like the way that he would block yeah. was the thing that people would be um, would connect to. And so I think a lot of that was, again, I wasn't watching TV that much. So I had to like be kind of creative with that. And what's so weird is my brother ended up in a show that won a Tony on Broadway. And then a sister of mine draws for 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 you and the younger audience if you ever watched the show bubble guppies growing up so she never draws. watched it okay <laughs> so she draws that so um it was weird it was like my parents are these introverts not on stage much and then they make this rule we're not allowed to watch much tv and then each kid ends up doing something <laughs> sort of like because we weren't just watching we were like doing and active and like i don't know you guys around. end up like, being performers anyways yeah that's or maybe we were just trying to get our dad's attention because he works so many hours. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, that's that, that's for a deeper podcast. Yeah, that's for a de- that's for a reflective podcast. We'll have you on again, and we'll do like a therapy session. That could yeah. be fun. Uh, you can and- bring in Joe Madden and JT Snow, and they can like talk me through my childhood. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. Uh, and one thing that I would always do is when I was a kid, I would always imitate guys like at the beginning of their careers, where I'd like. I like pretend that like, oh, they're fast getting out of the box. And then I'd always like fast forward. Okay. This is what Buster Posey would look like at the end of his career. And like the swing would be slower. I, I know you keep, cause Craig council, for example, like wait, back to the, back to the, and I would always like trial and error. So <laughs> I would always do like Derek Jeter as a power hitter, right? This is what Derek Jeter would do. If he dropped 40 bonds, this would be Adam Dunn. If he was a slap hitter, you know, hitting the ball through the five and a half hole. And anyways, what I was going to say was, Craig Council is like the prime example of a guy that just changes all the time. And you have to keep up with that. How much like do you keep up with the change? Because you knew every team that Craig Council was on and where he was at, how high his hands were. Was it difficult to like keep up with all those changes? So so now the the difference between now. So in 2008, nine, like when when this kind of thing started, when there was an audience and there was a thing called YouTube, I mean, it was totally crazy and out of the blue. So um 
it took real like effort to where I got to go find like footage on Travis Buck or um, so I had a, po a, a photo just posted. So exactly 14 years ago, like today, pretty much um, the uh, let's see, what's it called? PlayStation. So Sony PlayStation had me come down and be the motion capture for all for MLB the show. Yeah. So it took me in for three days and then I put on the wetsuit and the balls and, and uh, yeah, if you ever run around for three days in a wetsuit and Denver jump in the water, you're going to chafe like an idiot. All right. So, um, so I, so I went down and that took real work. Cause it was like, I had to find footage on a bunch of guys that like didn't play in the playoffs, weren't on my favorite teams, you know, like weren't on TV all the time. So I had to like, it was actually difficult because YouTube had a deal back then where like you couldn't really post footage there were like different rules back then so it was hard like i would i was buying like vhs tapes off ebay to like you know greatest oakland a's of all time you know just to find like a Dwayne murphy highlight or something to, to to find that now what's changed is obviously there's like way more stuff online um you know you can have the mlb app and i can look up any game but now what happened is because of the book and just because of like media stuff some of my closest friends now are in the media and like kind of surrounding major league baseball. So they may like the main Cardinals writer or Yankees or Dodge or whatever. And so what'll happen is I'll be off on my own at spring training doing something, you know, at my daughter's volleyball game, like not even paying attention. And I'll get a text from somebody in Florida being like, Hey, check out Ronnie Rodriguez of the tiger. And I'm like, I've never even heard of him, you know, cause yeah. so now it's like, I've got henchmen all over. I mean, literally like you, you're one of them. Like if, if somebody did something really crazy, you'd be like, Hey, have you seen this new guy? Blah, 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 blah. Like I would find out from someone like you, who's like living and dying it, but like in the stadium or see something that like, and they don't have an audience. Like when you were doing that goofy thing, like growing up, Adam Dunn in the 5.5 hole, you may not have had one friend that knew what you were talking about. Yeah, exactly. And so I've got like, I've had people call me kind of in the middle of the night and be like, Hey, I just didn't know who to tell this to. And they would tell me some like weird baseball thing. And like, now we're buddies. Yeah. Even yeah, though like, they look like, at the, look at the KBO, like when the KBO yeah. was big and on ESPN, Perfect. I'm sure so many people reached yeah. out to you and said, look, lock it on this guy on the, oh. on the Kia Tigers of KBO. And even like the little league world series has a lot of content in the college yeah. World series. I mean, there's guys everywhere. It's not just uh professional baseball. So I think that's really cool. There's a Mexican league player named Jesse Casillo and he is so demonstrably wild. I like his follow through yeah. and everything. And so, <laughs> I don't know if it was like Beto Duran in LA or like someone in the media, like alerted me to him. And then I posted a video and then he and I, the player himself kind of be almost became kind of like Twitter buddies. And then he's like, what's your address? I'm mailing you. So he like mailed me a Jersey, like, a, like an actual Jersey from the, you know, whatever the, it's like the tomatoes in Mexico. It's like the tomatoes. Um, it's incredible. So like that kind of stuff is so fun. So I feel like it's a little easier now and that I feel like I'll hear about it from someone maybe before I even see it. Not that everyone's looking for like weird stuff. There's definitely like, but like the second Jock Peterson started wearing pearls for the Braves, <laughs> like I heard about it like 40 minutes later, you know? Yeah. And then he's like, Hey Jock, you got to do Jock's pearls. And I was like, I don't know. Is that it? I don't know what that means. Jock's pearls, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you got to do jocks. I love that. And when you did, um, when you did the video for Dwayne Kuyper, when, uh, when, cause Kype is obviously he was going through uh, kind yeah. of an undisclosed medical uh, issue and, and you kind of sent out like a get well video and it was his stance hitting his first home run. Um, his Wait, only his, home run. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. Sorry. Yeah, his, his first and only home run. And, uh, and the funny thing was his son, Cole Kuyper, who's like very involved in the giants media, he responded and said that the first thing uh, he the first thing Dwayne said when he called him that morning was, "Did you see the batting stance guy?" So I thought that was really that was really funny. I mean, when when you first did that video, the the Yankees in two thousand six or whatever it may be, yeah, yeah. did you know that it would blow up the way it did? Because no. no, like no, no, I, no. I would always I would always like still to this day I always find myself I'll just be with friends or whatever and I'll go. Hey, this is batting stance guy. And if you haven't watched baseball this week, here's what you miss. And they go, what? And I go, oh, nothing. Because <laughs> nah. I just find it still lives in the back of my head. So did you know it would blow up the way it would? No, 
Gosh, no, no, no. I, in fact, Stephen, I don't even have like a, I didn't even have like a dream concocted that this would happen. I, I mean, like I said, so we knew Chris Spire. So there was like a player in the major leagues that in essence we knew that if we walked down to, you know, he was number four on the Expos. If he walked over and I yelled out, Chris, like he might say like, hey, Gar. So that was like the pinnacle of what I felt like my baseball experience was going to be. I was good enough in like little league and then kind of got like injured in such a way where it was like, okay, I don't think, I think my like future in baseball is like high school will be the, the highest I can go. And, and cool. There you go. That was like, whatever. So, you know, m most people don't go pro, you know? Um, and, and, and I was constantly around people that weren't super into sports. So, so I, I didn't even know I was like this whole thing that I do. I, I couldn't have told you it's a thing I do. Cause it wasn't, it wasn't, I didn't have an audience and, and there was no such thing as YouTube. So there was no way. And I'm just, I'm just a little too old to even have thought like entrepreneurially of like, Hey, I want to find a way for everybody to see this on video. My best case scenario was if there was like a stupid human tricks part of Letterman and I somehow won a contest and got on it. That literally was like the highest I could see it ever going. And as I got married, had kids, started like living, you know, it was just like, there was no way I was going to like wait in line or like, Hey, get me onto this. I don't know. It was just, yeah. um, I would have started using Rogaine, you know, 20, like 30 years ago. If I really thought like, Hey, I'm going to be on TV a bunch. <laughs> and my, my kids, my kids, my, my siblings were all doing kind of entertainment -y stuff. So I was just like, the lone person who wasn't and so there was no there was there was there was no I, i'm not making this up like i didn't have any i just had no category that said hey what if like a bunch of players knew who i was and then i would shoot videos of them i mean it was you know i i couldn't see it, it would almost be like saying that you're going to take your twin boys when you have kids to the, the Mexico city Toros game because the A's moved to Nashville and then they moved to Mexico city. And then they became the tour. I mean, it sounds like what Mexico city, there's no team in Mexico. City. Like it doesn't, it doesn't even make sense. I don't even know what you're talking. What do you mean? Nashville. Wait, the A's moved. Like it, it's like poppycock to say, Hey, I'm gonna, uh, here's the thing I'm going to have players are going to have me like host their charity events or I'm going to um, like last year, the Kansas city Royals had me at their fantasy camp, plot me in the middle. There's like 150 guys in a circle. And then George Brett's just calling out names for an hour and a half. I mean, like my brain is exploding. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> what world that, like I hung out with Willie Wilson for an hour before going on. So, you know, like you, like I love baseball enough that literally meaning like the MVPs of right now, um, so like shaking hands with Mike Trout, Arbor Pujols, Matt Holiday, whatever, like all these like stars, Ryan Howard, like whoever was like huge. It's so weird because like, I'll see some like 70 year old assistant hitting coach. That's a guy I collected cards of, you know, put in Bay area terms. I remember meeting, it was like literally Albert Pujols on the Cardinals. Like, Oh my gosh, nice to meet you. And then it was like, Mike Aldretti and Dave McKay were off to the side. I mean, we're talking like bench players on the, you know, I was like, Whoa, no way. In fact, here, here's the story. Cool. Do you remember when there was like a Jesus of Nazareth type popularity with Steven Strasburg? Like right when he came oh, yeah. up from the nationals, it was like, I never heard him talk, but it was like, Oh my gosh. He's and in the first game, 14 strikeout. And it was like, everything about him was just otherworldly. Like what was this? It was like Lynn sanity, you know, but a blonde guy from San Diego state. So, yeah. um, coached so, by Tony Gwynn, San Diego state, yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah. First Royals. round pick. Yeah. Huge deal. And so, and so, so Ryan Zimmerman and my mom both are in wheelchairs with multiple sclerosis. And so Zimmerman would have me as the entertainment on this big MS fundraiser. He would do with all the nationals. At, at that at that time in the ballpark and so so i remember strasburg started the next game 
And so he was walking and, and there's like, it's like the Beatles mania. <laughs> and so for your diehard old school, local Oakland, San Francisco fans, this will make sense. But he's walking by and everyone wants him. And he's walking next to his pitching coach. And I yell out, no way, Steve McCaddy. And so they both turn and look at me because it was like, what in the world? Like he, that's the select. It'd be like the Beatles are walking by and like the manager, like, whoa, the George Martin, you're here. You know? So I, I scream out like Steve McCaddy. Whoa. What are you doing here? That's amazing. Steve, Steve McCaddy. And so both of them laugh and start walking over like, what the hell kid? <laughs> and I was like, oh, I grew up in the Bay area. Your Oakland A's team. When you, you know, listen, I, Fell in love with baseball at 9, 10, 11. It was like you, Mike Norris, Rick Langford, Brian Kingman. Billy Martin would have every pitcher throw a complete game. It was great. Their numbers <laughs> in the early 80s were psycho. They had like 100 complete games. Like their bullpen didn't even work. And so he, it was just like they kept looking at each other like dumbfounded. Like, no way. So I got a bigger thrill from meeting somebody I had collected cards of at 7, 8, 9, 10, even if they were total scrubs and literally working like commercial real estate right now or you know like are selling insurance right now because they like i don't know they didn't make that much money back then or they only played eight years and it didn't last you know like like some of the players could now if they invested and whatnot and so I, that's been so fun to to be on the field and kind of interacting with those guys or for the kansas city royals fantasy camp to make the whole room die laughing over a john wathan imitation Steven, I don't know four people that would even know what a John Wathan <laughs> imitation was. And they were like dying. He got up and let like his daughter runs the fancy game. It was just like killed. It killed, but I, there was no odd, you know, it's the Adam Dunn 5.5 hole. Like, do you have friends that know even what you just said? I mean, it's like, there's no, <laughs> you gotta like, you gotta like find real dorks to like the stuff that we like a hundred percent and i've been trying to get like we're kind of on the same wavelengths here because i've been trying to get emmanuel burris like that's one of my dream guests <laughs> to have on this podcast emmanuel burris i like i got it and he's like now a hitting coach which is absurd yeah. because like you know a hitting coach at like burris a hitting coach he had like one home run in his career and and like I, I know where that home run was. It was in Cincinnati, and like everybody's like, "Oh God, Stephen, you're you you need like a life." Like <laughs> so, but no, it's 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 so it's so awesome that there's there's fans out there that would want to call out like absurd stances to you. So I think that's really awesome. How many wiffle ball bats do you have, Gar? Because like it's a yeah, it's a handful, and and the black ones technically aren't wiffle, but it makes it look like it's yeah. an actual wood bat do um, they get through tsa not anymore so <laughs> no especially and i'm six three so when you take like my face and then anything that <laughs> routine like kind of looks like a weapon it's like no i <laughs> i now i now have a system where if i'm going to that town i'll make sure the bat's there or there's a couple of stores that kind of have and every once in a while you'll see on videos like whoa that you've been do you definitely bet that you bought, you bought that at a Minnesota target. Cause what is that like shiny bat with, that's like glowing. Um, the see-through so yeah. ones with the little things inside of yeah, it. Yeah. The little, like, things. Yeah. The twins that I really, yeah, I, I've, I've swung and missed metaphorically and literally at having bats in a couple locations. So I just make sure that's like, I mean, I'm the only person in the world that when I land in New York city, the first thing I go is to, you know, Dick's sporting goods, make sure there's a yeah. black plastic bat in my possession. Yeah, it's a necessity. Um, you know, I know that Eucalyptus was like your number one for a long time. Is is your number one? Uh, is he like also the most requested stance you've gotten, or do you have like because maybe it could be the best players or so? What is the most requested stance you've gotten? Not necessarily your number one, but most asked for. So, your encyclopedic knowledge of who would particularly have an interesting stance is is more nuanced and finely tuned than the rank and file person that's going to be a listening to this podcast b calling out a name it's more like nostalgia so people are like you know who had the craziest stance of all time bo jackson he did not <laughs> I mean, but your memory is like he is crazy man nobody man 
Nobody ever was as crazy as Steve Garvey. Well, let me guess. The person's like 58 years old and grew up in Southern California. Like Steve Garvey is not the yeah. craziest thing of all time. So, so like people's memory of what was crazy, it, you know, like a lot of people don't know who Craig Council is. So most people are like, oh, no, no one was as fierce as Kevin Mitchell's stance. Go look at the highlight. His stance was like, any what your little league coach taught you to hit like was how Kevin Mitchell stood. <laughs> it was super mm -hmm. plain. So yeah, now Matt Williams like like sometimes like what I what I think of is when my wife's friends will go to let's say a Dodger game or a Giants game or something and they'll they'll come up to me in a party and be like, hey, what's the story with Moses Alo? <laughs> and so then I'll be like, ooh, interesting. Okay, if if a non sports fan friend of my wife tells me about Moises Alou, like, let me take another look, you know, like, because sometimes when you're at the game, someone's knee, like Alou, for example, like his knees are together. He winds up the wrong way. Like there's all this stuff that you can't like from the TV angle, he looks pretty boring and like bland, but in the stadium, it's like, Whoa, what's he doing with his feet? Like, why is, why does, uh, why does John Jaha, like, why are, why are his feet behind each other? Like there's some things in the stadium. So, so people will just generally call out like who their favorite player was. So it, you know, Ricky Henderson, Barry Bond, you know, like it's it, it just like Manny Ramirez actually was probably called out the most, like right when I kind of came up through the ranks, um, Derek Jeter, um, so it's not necessarily Kevin Euclid. It's actually not like the craziest stance. And a lot of people react bigger to the run and the facial expression than the actual stance. So even though God bless him, Euclid, by the way, have you, have you met him? I've never met him. No. Do you know where he is now? He's calling games for, uh, he, or he's, he's in Los Gatos. He's got the brewery. Yeah. 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 So he and his best friend from university of Cincinnati. So they run a brew pub in Los Gatos and he's there. If he's yeah. not like coaching his little league team or doing the Nesson, he literally is like there, you know, shaved head with the, um, the vest, you know, the zip up like he <laughs> with Brady's sister. <laughs> yeah. Very Tom Brady's sister. And yeah, he's just like a business. And he was telling me like, Hey, we're opening another one in Manteca, you know? So it's like, speaking of Linden, like it's, <laughs> how yeah. does Kevin Euclid know Manteca? Like, you know, the place where the water slides used to be when we were growing up. Um, the Field of Dreams, the with the with the yes. with the fake Fenway Park, and like yeah. kids are gonna go to this brewery. What? Yeah. yeah, early in the '80s, the only thing that we knew Manteca was for because they had like the real crazy water slides, not Shadow Cliffs. I mean, the real crazy water slides. Yeah, I always think of the uh, the commercial that would come on on Giants games. They'd go Manteca, and it was like an RV ad. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, that's who would be in Manteca. So. Um, yeah, so so Euclid is 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 the craziest stance, and then Council for sure. But my guess is, if you were a band, like people would always call out, like wanting to hear your biggest hits. You know, they would want to hear the the most popular. So I remember when Adam Dunn, speaking of five point five hole, he called out. It's like he wanted. It was like Hunter Pence and Moise Salou, or the one time someone called out Ben Ogilvy. I remember thinking like, oh yeah, okay, wait, this is yeah. like when someone knows your B sides, you know, that's when you're like, okay, yeah, I wanna let let's do this concert all night, you know. So like I'm buddies with the Scar brothers and they're always like, let me see uh, you know, Jose Okendo from the right and left side. So I'm like, oh, okay, wait, you know the you know, the answer key behind, the, you know, it's not just the yeah. Manny, Pui, you know, like whoever was kind of the biggest at the time. So, so the first, so Adam Dunn, not even on the same team, when he called out Hunter Pence for the first time, I was like, Ooh, okay. That's a good one. And then I'm not saying this just because it's giant centric, but Hunter Pence is the most recent player that every team at some point will call out, mm. will want that imitation. And Jose, I mean Jose, Julio Franco is the only person that's requested from all ages. So like, no, 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 eighty-year-old asked me for Hanley Ramirez. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like no, and no, four, you know, no, 
no six-year-old wants Stan Musial, whose birthday's today. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so, so certain people are like, are kind of lost of different eras. So when I'm around like 60-year-olds, they all want the same, you know, it's Joe Morgan and Willie Stargell. There's like a, there's a, there's a, you know, there's a, there's a type, you know, that, um, that they'll want, which is like the most interesting kind of famous people from their era. But very few like six-year-olds are asking for a Pete Rose. I can't wait for like a, a six-year-old to like go up to you and go, dude, Dominic DiMaggio. Like that's going <laughs> to yeah. be the best day of my life. And then you're just going to like, you're just going to be dumbfounded. Like what? And then, yeah, that's, that's when, that's when things are starting to get really interesting. Uh, ha- has anybody like been pissed, super pissed off by like one of your, like maybe not pissed off. Cause I feel like, you know, it's, it's a loose enough setting to where they kind of keep their cool and put on a fake smile. But has anybody just gone like, I don't do that. You know, that's not me. Has there been like a negative reaction to it? Yeah. So what, so it's a good question. Um, I would say generally no. Um, Cause even if people are like, I don't do that for the most part, there's, there's other people there. I'm not at, you know, Trot Nixon's house yeah, by himself. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's generally there's like eight people in a you know, like working out, and it's like, oh, let's see. And so, if I'm if I'm bad at it, none of them really react to it. But but if but if it is more or less that person, then if you think back to when you were learning anything about yourself, um, as men basically the only thing the only reason you know anything about yourself is usually from your junior high friends laughing at you so let's say you're long-winded and you don't know that you think you're whatever and then someone said and then you say i'm not long-winded and then all your friends in eighth grade start laughing at you and you know it's like wait why like i don't know why everyone laugh or like no i'm a good dancer and everyone laughs and it's like wait what am i not a good like you're we're so unself-aware generally that if somebody kind of rips on you and everyone laughs a little too hard, then you're like, wait a minute, what do I hold on? I I don't I remember I remember a buddy, I'll name drop him, he's local for you, uh Paul Sluice. He he took he had a snapple and he like would un untwist the tap, take three sips, twist it back up, shake his legs, untwist it. And everyone was laughing. I was like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm doing you. I was like, I, what? I, I, you, this is like OCD. What do you do? And then everyone, the, all these like people were laughing and he's like, you do that. And I was like, I, I what? I, I never would have, I, ne- I couldn't have on a Scantron test been like, here's what I do. And so that's usually how we find out things about each other. So back to your original question. So what'll happen is like, I'll do an imitation of someone and they'll look around like, like I remember Josh Willingham of the A's. It was like, I, I had my neck, it, it, I made my neck look like I worked out. Like, I'm, and so, and he's looking around like, I don't do that with my neck, you know? And then they're all laughing and he's like, that looks, looks nothing like me. And he's like, no, cause you're all like muscular. Cause like, he doesn't see himself as muscular as we all see him at, you know what I mean? So there, there's like stuff that people don't get so you think like, oh, athletes, super vain. They're full of themselves. Like, I mean, maybe, but more often than not, they're like, I don't, what are you talking about? I don't do that. Even Euclid, even Euclid, I did the whole thing. And he's like, well, I don't shake like that lower half. Like you're doing, I don't do that. He absolutely does that. Like yeah. he, he bounces around, but it's like, and then, and then, so the, the, uh, the answer in a solo person is I spent 20 minutes by myself in the tampa complex where jeter works out so he calls me into like his room because there was a bunch of like caa athletes that were having me imitate all of them and then they're like hey jeter wants to so i go in and it's just jeter and then a bunch of trainers this is like a long time ago so this is like you know mid awesome career of his uh, or let's say five years before he's playing days are over and so he's like all right let me see me and then i do all the things calling for time with your wrist you know, the like head nod, the like, all right, now I'm ready. And then everything one by one, he was like systematically saying how he doesn't do any of those things, but it was just him. <laughs> he's like, no, 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 no. Yeah. He's like, I don't do that. Like it was, it was, it was so strange. And now the trainers luckily were giving me the eyes. Like, how does he not know he doesn't do, but it was just, it was just he and I. So it's like, what, 
you know, just two six foot three guys born around the same year. Like, all right, well, I'm not going to argue. Yeah, you do. Yes, you do. And so, and so it was like, all right, whatever. It went okay. And then he wanted me to imitate some other people. He's like, yeah, he does that. Swisher does do that. Bernie does. Do. And so then five years later, the Yankees had me be the entertainment at their final team meal before their opening day in Houston. So this is like 2014. And so then Cashman basically has me go around and imitate all the players, like from the stage. It was crazy. It was like some, like, have you, I mean, I don't know in college, have you, have you been to like a, like a lame chicken? It's like dress up nice event where it's like your mom won a sales thing for her real estate agents, yeah. you know? And it's like, <laughs> uh, the local habitat, Jay is going to like honor a couple people who wants to buy this VCR. And you're like, what VCR, you know, it's like, uh, who wants to see a batting stance of themselves? Nobody was the Yankees. So it was yeah. like that thing I've been in a million times, which is like, do we have to be here? This is, ugh, I don't want to dress up. I hate dress socks. And then, but it was like, oh, there's, CC <laughs> yeah. Sabathia is the one standing up saying, all right, do him, do him. So it was like mind blowing. At one point, Cashman said like, hey, is it okay if we have two extra people that are going to come in? I was like, well, yeah, of course. What do you mean? He's like, well, it's Andy Pettit and Reggie Jackson. I was like, uh, yeah, send them in. Let yeah. them have dinner at the Yankees dinner. <laughs> the entertainment, I'm not paying for it. So, yeah. so anyway, so then I was able to say, all right. Derek, great career. It's a great meeting. So about five years ago, Derek wanted me to imitate him. I did it. And he said, I have it all wrong. So you guys can help on where I went wrong. And so then I went through it. And Steven, it was to, to, to give a reference that's way out of your league. Um, there's a scene in the Blues Brothers, the movie where like people are, it's like a church service and people are doing like backflips in the aisle. It's like so crazy. The, the Yankees went like, bananas and like Carlos Beltran's punching Jeter like Sabathia's standing up like everyone's high-fiving each rose in the room like it was it was so <laughs> crazy and so as a payoff like five years later at the end of the night shaking everyone's hand which by the way your hand if you ever just like shaking every player on a baseball team's hands my hands were like it was like yeah. crushed like all the bones had been like crushed I was like, hey, Brian McCann, nice. Oh, okay, okay. Mercy, uncle. <laughs> so at the end, Jeter was like, all right, maybe I do some of that stuff. So there was oh, like there payoff at the yeah. very end. But seriously, like one-on-one, -on -one, no. So no one's like, no, like you can't, like if somebody like burst into tears and ran out, like this is like, <laughs> I maybe, maybe like, maybe there's been some invitations where Richard Aurelia goes home and sobs because it was like, why do I strike out? Everybody else gets a homer. Why do I strike out? Because <laughs> I'm like, because he throws a tantrum, and that's the funniest thing is the tantrum, not the. Yeah. What's not wrong, really honey? Thing. What's wrong, honey? The batting stance guy. I don't want to talk <laughs> about it. <laughs> I have had people ask me why I. Okay, so those original videos you watched that were like yeah. 15 players, past and present. Like Carlos Quentin of the White Sox was like, "Why the hell didn't I make it for the White Sox?" I was like, "Oh, I." <laughs> I didn't consider the feelings of anyone when I made the list. Like, had I known like, Hey, you know, who's really wants to be on this. I probably would have thrown the person in mm -hmm. to like, yeah, you should have like for Quentin. What would have been awesome is, is you should have like, like done like a, a post, like just hit, hit one video of him, like maybe like seven seconds long and just him getting hit by a pitch. Like oh, yeah. he would, can you imagine that would be, were you Wait, underdressed? Wait. Were you underdressed at that banquet? Cause like, I have to know what your closet looks like. Cause like, oh, no, you no, have... no. so, 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 <laughs> the, so the, the, um, road Yankee Jersey that I wear, um, was handed to me from them right when I went on stage. Okay. Yeah. So that is a game. That's a whatever game. I mean, maybe they bought, maybe they got it at Hibbit Sporting Goods on the way in. But like, that's real. And what's funny is that was kind of the heaviest I ever was. So whenever I put it on now, my daughters are like, Dad, you look homeless in that. Cause it's like a double XL. I'm now in an L. You know, like it was, it was, uh, it was, you know, hey, nobody, nobody tells you when you're metabol. So just a word of warning nobody tells you when you're like 37, 38 when your metabolism just stops on a dime, there'll be nothing that goes across the bottom ticker of a Giants game. Steven, your metabolism, if you eat exactly like you have, you're going to gain 50 pounds in the next year. I won't year. see it, yeah. No, it's a, there's no there's no announcement. Be like, what? That yeah. makes no sense. So all that to say that Yankee jersey now, I don't want to get rid of it because it's it's like, 
iconic. It's a it's a game. I mean, Cashman was like, here, this is the Yankee jersey. We want you to wear it on stage. And it's the road gray. It's awesome. It's kind of big. Yeah. <laughs> now it's like, it's like a, it's like CC Sabathia, like pre sober. It's like, a, it's like blowing in the wind kind of thing. Yeah. So we'll, we'll wrap up here in just a sec. Cool. But last thing, uh, you know, you, you occasionally upload it to YouTube, but now, uh, you know, that's kind of how you got your foot in the door. Now you kind of occasionally do it. Do you feel like, you know, social media is kind of like where it's at right now for, for like your particular, you know, gag? And uh, I mean, you post often. I mean, when it's Sid Bream's birthday, you'll have the picture yeah. up of him uh, sliding in the home plate and someone's birthday. You'll have a video up, you know, Barry Bonds's birthday. You'll put the video uh, like are all these on your phone? Is there like yeah. a folder for you to like? Because I, I have always wanted to know this. I was like, is it on a folder on his computer? Like, is his phone just a complete wreck what is going on with like, how do you know which video is which? Do you have to like pass through all of them? Oh my God, it sounds crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's on. It's all, We're all pretty phone. crazy though. I'll say it's, it's probably less systematic than you'd want. So the, all the OCD characteristics that I uh, broadcast aren't real. Like they, like it's a little kind of haphazard and, you know, coaching my daughter's athletic teams. A lot of times I would just be at a field. So I'd look like, all right, who's the next week who has a birthday, you know, and I'd be like, oh, cool. Okay. Vince Coleman or, you know, whoever, like Willie McGee. Um, so some is just kind of in passing. Now, again, a lot of henchmen are out there for me. So someone would be like, oh, you gotta, you got, there, there's one, there's one Twitter account the guy's clearly Canadian. So if any player had any contact with the Blue Jays or from Canada or hit a home run against the Expos, he'll post at like midnight East Coast time. So a lot of time, even before going to bed on the West Coast, I'll know like, oh, it's these four, you know, it's Larry Walker's birth. You know, so I'll at least have a heads up. So I might like shoot it in the morning. I'm on an app called Cameo. So, yeah. um, so people can like send their request or like, you know, make their dad or their coworkers, or they'll brag about their fantasy championship that app was made or, for you yeah 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 and so they'll send me clips of like their buddy playing at chapman you know university and like hey can you clown this guy or can you so so a lot of times what'll happen is i'll need to shoot a couple of cameos um and then while I'm at it, I'll be like, oh, okay, well, I'll be at that field. I'll just do these, you know, these four birthdays or this, um, this lineup. And now what, okay. What's, what's changed from the YouTube days is um, a lot of people will see it. So like yeah. Julio Rodriguez is going to see this, you know, and, and, or it'll make it to like, I posted something this morning. I was like, oh, oh, I guess David Ross fault. You know, <laughs> it's like a lot of the play, people are like, sending it to their you know or like i'll post a video and then connor joe will be like hey magadan says hi he saw the, you know because like so even people that aren't on social media like someone on their team will 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 get it or you know tyler stevenson of the reds will be like hey watch out for this guy he's you know so so now it, both instagram whatever tiktok twitter it just it does kind of get to people which is mind-blowing i mean that's so fun even if it, even if it's not like, there's no retweet or there's no, not just the fact that like someone did something a little bit more than just like, Hey man, you're awesome. But like took the time to kind of, I don't know, honor that. I, I, I view the mimic as an honor. Like, I, I mean, I, I view it as like, I'm a big enough fan of yours and notice what you're doing enough that like, here's a thing that maybe your friends will find funny. I don't know. Yeah, no, and do you, do your girls like whenever you say, "Can you record me?" Do they go, "Dad, again?" Or like, what is the reaction when you ask so, them? So, to... so, so, real talk, because you know they're getting older. Um, with cameo, I made them a deal where I'll pay them half. Oh, to, okay. <laughs> so, so, so here's what's changed, Stephen. I'll come home. You know, they'll be like wanting to go to a concert, want to do something, and be like, "Dad, do you have any cameos to shoot?" <laughs> so oh. they're like they want it because they, they do not want i mean now that they're old you know they're like they'd rather like facetime their friends or they'd rather like go do something interesting and then like shoot videos all day but they, but they know it's kind of fun and they um so my oldest who i think is probably around your age and actually almost went to san francisco state that was one of the ones she got into mm -hmm. um 
but she has seen a game now at 26 major league stadiums. So, and because she saw an Expos game as like a two and a half year old, um, we actually have 31 to go to. Do you know what I mean? Cause yeah, there, so there's still five left. There's still uh that's awesome. Tigers, Reds, Pirates, Marlins, and Rays. So we've saved, we've saved the worst for last. We've saved <laughs> Rays and Marlins. <laughs> They'll be like, Oh, the fanfare of yay. Actually, Pittsburgh actually Pittsburgh is going to be fun. Go. Because it, it's basically for those people in the Bay area that don't travel uh, east of the Mississippi, the, the Pirates basically is the giant stadium. Just, you know, you're looking east. at Pittsburgh instead of San Francisco. And so it's yeah. like, East with rain delays. It's so. like a tiny bit less sexy. And you really got to crush it to get into the water. Yeah. Whereas you do. like, I think I saw, you know, first thing at game one in the NLDS a year ago, Posey went into the Almost. water. Oppo. Yeah, that's true. But like. Almost. They hit the water you, cannon. You could not hit opposite field. Well, no right-handed hitter has ever done it. Oh, wow. Really? In the history of Oracle Park, uh, what, like 20, going to be 24, 23 years, no right-handed hitter has ever hit one in the water. So that's like whenever you hear Aaron Judge talk, that's kind of what like people are talking about. Like Judge would be the first one to do it. Stanton is like one when the Giants were in talks with Sten. He was one. So put that in your back of your mind because when it happens, it's going to be the first one. I think they, I think he could. Judge can, yeah. Wait. So back to Judge. It feels like the big like statistical analysis of the over 30 position player getting the crazy huge contract. It feels like it, it it's a, it's generally a loss. Now don't get me wrong. It'd be so fun for the giants to get judge. It would really spark interest. There may be sellouts all of a sudden, like it, I don't know, like maybe I'm wrong, but it feels like when I look back and just like, list off the last 20 guys that have gotten that 100% yeah it's really bad it is bad it is bad and you're basically paying for the first three or four years of that deal and then the rest is like oh we got to get in the sign here and then you just live with it like the pool holes thing like you know that's a prime example of one of them but I mean, Judge, if he's going to get a nine-year deal I mean what I, I can't I don't like we've never seen a guy that big like maybe Dave Winfield had sustained success, yeah, but like yeah. who has had the success that Aaron judge has had at his size, you know, going to a different league nonetheless. So, I mean, if he does go to San Francisco, I should mention, but yeah, no, I mean, you'd have to eat the money on that latter part of that deal. I'm sure at some point. So also, also the, an- another, another study I've seen is the, the, the overrated nature of somebody signing with their hometown team. So when you look at like the last <laughs> 40 guys that signed big contracts it's like oh anthony rendon's from houston he's definitely gonna with the angels oh garrett cole's from la he's gonna the yankees kershaw oh, texas oh kershaw Te- dodger like i i don't know like there's it seems like more often than not uh whoever pays the most like is miguel cabrera from detroit <laughs> yeah i feel like most times it, it's like no they they're gonna go to who offers the most years every once in a while with the most money every once in a while they'll be like a jared weaver but you see it coming a mile away where the person's like dude my mom and dad get to come to every game what am i doing like yeah i'm like, just it, gonna resign it, it's a burden for some guys because like i knew i way back when i talked to i don't know if you no, you probably know that John Diaquisto, who was a yeah. former flamethrower for the Giants back in the early 70s. And yeah, he's a San Diego guy. And when he was traded to the Padres, he's like, this sucks. Like, I worked all my life to get out of here. And JT Snow is kind of the same way, you know, SoCal guy. Then he gets traded from the Yankees to the Angels. Uh, he could have been a part of that, like, dynasty, by the way, in, in New York. Yeah. But he was blocked by Battingly. And JT Snow's in SoCal. And he's like, oh. You know, I got to leave 40 tickets out tonight. Damn. So, like, it, it's definitely a burden for some guys. But I, Linden is not the Bay Area. I can't stand that. It's it's, it's not close. Well, what's he going to do? Sign with the Sacramento Kings? I mean, yes. It, it's, it's, <laughs> yes. It's the Reno Aces? Like, yes, the Kings or something. I mean, I, the ter- I, uh, Stockton Ports. I don't know. Jeez. <laughs> 
the Giants are the local team for Linden. Yeah. It's not the Angels. It's not That's the Padres. Fair. Yeah. I, I guess the, the, I, just, the... I just feel like the the people that, that that's very that's it's not it's not even it's just not that sport. It's like, oh, Kevin Durant's gonna sign with the Wizards. Oh, like <laughs> it, it's amazing how often it, it it it's actually kind of almost nice to not play in your hometown. Yeah. And he's gonna know? take a discount, a hometown. To, no, he's not. Aaron Judge. Not? Yeah. He bet on himself. <laughs> exactly. And it worked. Yeah, some people don't really understand it, but um, yeah, it's hilarious. But guard, this was awesome. I mean, I really appreciate you taking the time. We went a little over, but I mean, we could sit here and talk all day about you know, Eugenio Velez and you know, Giants oh, yeah. of the, <laughs> the Giants of the past. Um, I think and, Council. I think Council's the guy that passed Velez eventually, like oh for sixty or oh for fifty, and then Chris Davis. That's finally, right. I think that's right. And Velez, yeah, Velez, I just found out was like involved in like some like, um, like he's involved in like some cartel in the Dominican Republic. And like oh, for a guy that just seems so pure and oh, like yeah. so innocent, I was like, what? But so. No, I could have, based on his stance, I could have told you he was involved in a cartel based on how <laughs> low, how, how it was, it was, it was a shady stance. Yeah. He was armed and dangerous with his stance. Yeah. So, so. Yeah. There you go. He was uh, not not to be his strike zone was not to be trusted. <laughs> there you go. Gar man, I appreciate you coming on. This was so much fun. Great to meet you, Steven. And of course, you guys could follow him on Twitter. Go check out all of his videos at the batting stance or at batting stance G. He is the least marketable skill in America. And no, his parents were not were unaware a gar is an ugly, long snouted man. Uh, mean good for nothing fish so uh, i love that so much uh you guys can follow the podcast of course on twitter and instagram at rizzocast go check that out uh, spotify apple Podcasts, wherever you find your podcasts youtube and we'll see you next time go sf state sf state